Here we go. Oops, sorry. <laughs> so, like, so, like, it was about to put like a poetry performance. Like, okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> this is a big deal for me each time we do it. Welcome to this week's episode of Who the Fuck is Delia, the podcast that uncovers the plight of the creative who might not just yet be so successful uh, that they're having their movie boycotted because of political, you know, stuff. Stuff. You know, stuff that who's sort that, of stuff. Who's, who's that then? Mulan, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Mu- Mu- Mulan or Milan, depending on your outlook on life, <laughs> is out now. Yeah. And you've got to pay 20 quid, even if you have Disney, Yeah. to watch it. Yeah. And then it comes out anyway in like a month or two. You wouldn't even pay 20 quid to go and watch it in the cinema. Why would you pay 20 quid to watch it on Disney Plus? Because it's how many people you could potentially see it with, uh, isn't it? But it's stupid, and the boycotting it because the lead actress uh, expressed, um, I was going to say support, I'm not sure it is support, but sympathy for what the Chinese government are doing in, is it Xinjiang? I literally, I have no idea, so I'm really not going to comment on it to not get myself in trouble. (laughs) Well, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to torrent the film and then I don't feel bad for supporting it, and you know, I still want to see it. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, joining us this week again via Zoom because if you're a regular listener to the show, you'll know that um, you know this close season con- has been very <laughs> yeah, close contact podcasts aren't really a thing at the moment. No. Um, so we're joined by someone we've been trying to get on the show for a very long time, mm-hmm. and through the m- magic of Zoom and through us, you know, being super unorganized and being like, do you fancy doing the podcast like tonight at eight o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> we have Joe Hicks joining us all the way from his garage. Yay. Hello. Thanks. Thanks for joining us, Joe. Oh, it's it's a pleasure. Like like you say, you mentioned it to me maybe even a year ago and I was excited. So I'm glad we can finally <laughs> I hope you've been the same level of excited for a whole year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I think it builds suspense. <laughs> and that and I had I had no idea um the level it had got to. And then I went on today when you sent me the message, I went on to um your link and saw that you'd done like what, sixty of these? How many yeah. have you done? Sixty-five, I, I think. Now yeah. we did them for like a whole year, so we got to like fifty-two weeks, and we were like, "Boom, we've done a year." Mm, and then, and then I was like, I- "I'm fed up with this. I don't want to do this anymore. It's so much stress." <laughs> and then left it for like a few months, and then Alex was like, "Why don't we do seasons?" And then he'll come back and do another season. And I was like, "Yeah, you know what? That'd be super cool." Started doing it and again, and I'm like, "Oh, for." Say, why are we doing this? No, but as soon as you're in the chat, you like it. I do. Literally, I walk away from every podcast and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so happy that we do podcasts. There's such great ways to keep connected with people. But then when I'm like trying to plan them in advance, I'm like, oh, why did we do this? You mm. must enjoy it enough to keep coming back. But um, yeah, I definitely do. It blows my mind. Uh, and I know this podcast is meant to be you interviewing me, but I think it's a back and forth. And it blows yeah. my mind from the outside and I know social media makes you kind of think people do maybe more than they do actually do but it looks like you're doing something all the time <laughs> <laughs> literally like you're either making a video or you're recording a new EP and then you're not just recording an EP the EP's like a full concept record and then you've yeah. got like dancers going on and, and it's all it's so it looks like you guys don't sleep so yeah, it feels like we don't mix. sleep. 
You know what's funny about that is it does feel like we don't sleep, it but it also feels like we do absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I'm knackered. Why? Uh, I don't really I know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, like we were talking just before the podcast that we had a bit of a mind blowing marketing meeting today. And if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you'll always, you'll know that I, I have regular mind-blowing marketing meetings. And the one today was basically that whole thing of like... Mind-blowing marketing meetings. Try and say that when you're pissed. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the one we had today was like the whole thing of like work smart, not hard. Right. Work smart, not hard. Mm. And like I'm starting to realise that we don't work smart. Nah, fuck working <laughs> smart. Just work really hard and drive yourself into the ground. <laughs> like we do not work smart at all so yeah we're always like headless chickens but never getting very much done (laughs) right yeah well anyway (laughs) go on sorry joe you are you need to remind me because i was trying to think about this i can't remember whether we've done two or three gigs together i remember the southampton so far i remember lechlade festival oh god yeah oh yeah where i kind of saw you for about 20 minutes and we yeah. chatted, yeah. but we didn't get to see each other's sets. Did we do Winchester? Is that where we met? It might I feel have like been. there was one like prior was. to I feel like there was three, yeah. Hmm. And was that but, a Christmas time? Possibly. Oh, yes, it, Wait, yes, it was. It was in did, that person's house. I was going to say, didn't we meet in that, the person's that house? That was my first... That was my first ever so far, actually. Ah, uh, right. yeah, that's yes. where we met. Okay. I'll never forget that one because I remember <laughs> what I, I seems remember, like you forgot it up to this point. No, I I never because at the end of the gig, like normally we have a little merch stand and people, you know, come over and I think at that point it was like pay what you want and we would do a little bit of a right. campaign for a charity. And at the end of that oh, yeah. one, the guys passed it around and was like, guys, these guys are doing their merches for this charity like feel free to put it in they literally passed it around the room and they were just throwing fucking money in the merch pot and i got back and i was like holy shit (laughs) right did that ever make it to charity well yeah we well we gave 50 (laughs) 50 percent of it all away yeah yeah which was like devastating at the end of it but it also you know felt really good (laughs) if i'd have known that we were going to make this much money i wouldn't have said to give 50 percent of it away (laughs) you know that was um december 2017 oh don't Don't please can we not Please, yep, that's really horrible. That was about a hundred years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't that December twenty seventeen? Pre COVID, so long ago. Fucking so, hell. So, just for a bit of like insight, when we're saying when we first met in gigs, so you like us do a lot of so far sounds, and you, yeah. I think you're the same as us in the sense that you really like those shows. They're great shows. Well, should how about like who are you at first? Because I, I just realised we've just got straight into the chat. We know you, but <laughs> yeah. our, our listeners, our do listeners. Not don't and and i i there was a point when we were doing this podcast where i would where i would be like they are this and they do this and they do however i've stopped doing that because i always feel like i don't do the guest or the the friend or or the however you want to describe it justice um so how would you describe what you do because it's infuriating i suppose to hear people describe yourself (laughs) it's it's funny that you say that because it links in with whenever you do a sofa sound show and the the compare comes up to you and says like, oh. what do you want me to say about you? And I'm kind of, yeah. and like what genre be, and who you like. And mm-hmm. um, that's lovely that they want to talk about it. But I always feel like less is more before, a, yeah. before you go on. Because especially if you, if someone's like, oh, this is a bluesy singer songwriter, you'd go, well, they're about to hear the bluesy thing. But in this context, right. I, yeah, I think I, 
it's the complete opposite. So, yeah. um, uh, well, I'm currently in my garage. I am from nice. New Sunny Newbury uh, in Berkshire near Reading, I suppose. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, I started putting out my own music in, in 2017, mm-hmm. um, having spent the first kind of 10 years of my professional music thing doing like bands and playing guitar for other people and doing like touring and doing that and and always kind of thinking i'd quite like to see if i can do the whole thing myself Mm -hmm. and and make my own music and that took me about five years of procrastinating from deciding to do that (laughs) um and going off to i went off to music school in um, boston berkeley school of music for a year um, Sick. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, when I just when I was about uh, twenty-two, just because I got a bit disillusioned by um, playing guitar for money, and I stopped loving it. So yeah. I went off and kind of worked on my craft for a bit, and then, like I say, five years after that, I finally put out a song, um, <laughs> and and I've just been uh, trying to make my way releasing my own stuff since then really like i was you you've like well you've like what's the how can i say this in the right tense power driven it you know when you're like power power driven yeah i'm gonna go with that you've like power driven it since then (laughs) because like you've got an album out i think in the way that you the way that you look at us and be like you guys seem to be doing something all the time i look at you and i'm like joe's got music out again and I'm like, oh, constantly wow. like, oh shit! You, it, there's always a, like a fresh song or a fresh single, and then I looked and I was like, oh my god, there's a whole album. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's so much time and effort to just. It must be so nice to actually just sit there and like craft that. It's um, it's nuts because you don't really realize what you're doing, and like it kind of you're taking the baby steps with each thing, and suddenly you mm. go, oh, I have have an album here. But yeah, yeah, I didn't. Right. With that, I, that was kind of um, just a culmination of everything I've done to date. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. Okay. So you I, didn't so, like. Sorry, you didn't. So you didn't. You didn't write. Write like sit down and go. Okay, this is the start of my album writing process. No, absolutely not. Um, and I, it's cool that you thought that because that kind of kind of shows off how music kind of exists forever because mm-hmm. um my point with that is it doesn't matter when someone discovers you so that's why i wanted to put before i moved on and actually wrote an album album all in one go i wanted to put everything that i'd done in the first three years all the singles all the ep tracks into one thing partly because mm-hmm. of shows and being like when someone comes up and goes what cds do you have for sale i want it to be like a representation of me and yeah, everything, yeah. I don't know if you ever feel like when you put EPs out, um, sometimes you're like, it's great that they've bought the new EP, but I'd love them to hear like this song off this EP from two two EPs ago or something. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, that's what that is, and um, it's kind of me signing off on the first first stage of it. But it it's it's an album made over a period of three years where I was right. trying to go for the same sound and we really committed, me and um, Sam Winfield, who's my producer, really committed to like doing everything as good as we possibly could. And when it came to putting it all together, we went, oh, wow, this actually all does kind of sit it next works. to each other. Yeah, which was mm-hmm. really cool. 
Um, yeah, I so think that's, that's why, why I'm, if I, I hadn't told you that. Sorry. Yeah, we yeah, wouldn't have known. That, yeah, well, that's what that's mm. sort of why I was asking. Yeah, because it, it does feel like a, um, I've sit, sat down and I'm writing my album. Oh, that's like really it do, cool. Like it, it feels, um, I don't know. It like it feels gelled together. Yeah, if, yeah, it it does, and it feels like something that has been. It, it feels intentional, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, right. like it doesn't just feel like floaty. Oh, pick this song from when I, you know, from when I was 16, and this song from. No, I'm not saying that's what you did, but like, it doesn't feel like an amalgamation of stuff. It feels intentional, which that's, I feel like says a lot about the songwriting the songwriting and also your process of you be i think it's very reflective of being like oh before i ever released anything i went through 10 years of deciding where i was in life right because when you were at the point where you decided no this is where i'm going it was very you like your persona was already there and your the way that you wrote songs was already there whereas I feel like we went through so many different incarnations of the band and the sound and we're, we so, we were so confused at one point until we actually found our lane. Yeah, shit, you do not want to hear some of the stuff that would yeah. have made our album if we did it that way. Yeah, like when you said then, you know, you won't want them to hear that song off that EP, I'm like, no, I fucking don't. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, and that's, I think that's a really nice approach to have had that time to be mm. like, I'm finding myself and my sound and then having the confidence to know that when you put that all on an album... It makes total sense. Right. Well, that's, you know, that's so cool to hear for me. Um, mm. And it's kind of a testament to, to like spending a lot of time trying to make everything as good as possible. But also I will tell you this, because this, um, this was a key part of the process. And actually a lot of people have asked me about like young, I feel old now saying that young artists have been like, <laughs> Oh, what, yeah. what advice do you have for me? And I was, um, because people have said to me before, oh, ev- everything you've released seems to sound the same kind of quality. And that's such an amazing compliment. But I'd say to them that I spent two years before I put out my first song recording with Sam. Mm. And I, but when I say recording, I fully, we fully produced, fully finished like eight songs mm-hmm. to a level full, like, no, I just paid a lot of money to, to make it all happen. And mm-hmm. I didn't release any of them because they weren't right. Right. They weren't the sound I was going for. But I, yeah. that was another part of the process. And it wasn't like me just demoing and going, no, this isn't right. I kind of took everything all the way and just went, yeah. I'm only going to put something out when I really like it and feel like I can yeah. play it for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, right. That's interesting. And at the time, I didn't, I wasn't like, I wasn't like um, planning to record stuff that I wasn't going to release because at the time I recorded it thinking it was going to come out and then but looking back mm. that I think that was quite a big big thing to not yeah. be in a hurry to put something out I'd already procrastinated for five years so I was like well if it takes me another two I'll be alright <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I really respect that we talked about that before on the podcast it with, is. Uh, with other guests I really respect that patience I know we yeah I know I look back at and, and like just wish that I had have had that patience at one point oh, big time but um a bit of an existential question I'm opening this out to the floor what what do you think it is or how do you know when you're sitting there in a production session and you're eight songs deep however however many pounds deep however many ideas deep and there's just something in the back of your mind that is like this is not right <laughs> like 
what, how do you think you like what what clicks and what makes you know that because why aren't why don't you know you've made that stuff that's thus far why don't you you know keep flogging that horse what makes you click the other way uh i definitely have a cringe moment where i know if something's oh, not all right and i'm like i don't i don't i wouldn't listen to this oh. and it can be it can literally be um Something as small as like the I don't think the the the, the lyrics flow. I don't think the, the 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 rhythm of the lyrics kind of is is soothing to the ear, and I can right. go off it. Yeah. Um, but also just yeah. I I think it's it's I I had a very I I, I knew the kind of sound I wanted to be probably from the start but i didn't really know how to get there until i went right. through seven or eight songs and went oh okay it's this combination of guitars and and what i'm singing about and how i'm singing and started i didn't really use the falsetto very much when i was working working stuff out and then the song best clothes i suddenly used that and went oh, okay that's that's good for really me to sing good. there and then it kind mm -hmm. of all it's really i really just do I want to listen to it was the criteria myself if, if it nice. wasn't me. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I but think that's something that I've recently discovered, to be honest, is like I've, and it, you know, and, and it, it ties into this idea of, um, you know, the, the undiscovered band or the band that might not make it and make your living, you know, might not make a living off being in that band or whatever it might be, that kind of existential like doubt that you always feel or that, or that some people always feel. Um, <laughs> that I always feel. <laughs> but, you know, of like, if like is, is it worth anything? And then, but then the thing is that if you sit there and you can genuinely say, oh, I would listen to this right. and I do listen to this, then even if it is your own stuff like we've talked about this before as well but like i think you should listen to your own stuff oh, so do i so because do I. I think it's like because and, and for me i can genuinely say about our stuff that i feel like it's um operating and plugging a hole in the market that doesn't exist in my musical world that i i can't name someone else that would do what what we that do you need it to do that i need it that i need it to do for me to to do that right um you know it's not like um oh yeah we're just copying what those guys are doing and, and, and i have the same effect i genuinely can't listen to anything else other than us to occupy that particular feeling or emotion or need um and i think there's so many people that i know that do music for i would probably say the wrong reason personally right. but the reason that is more like for other people and i just think well when that fails or sorry not when that fails if that fails um you what are you going to look back on right. and go I'm, I'm, I'm gutted i did that because i actually wasn't happy with any of it and no one else was happy with any of it and that's why it didn't work yeah. whereas if it didn't work because life is you know unfair life. but you can look back at it and go but i love it still right I would listen to that. That's a completely different thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just, I'm sorry, I've probably gone a bit of a revelry no, there, great. but it's just you saying <laughs> that and saying that's the criteria, would I listen to this? It just, you know, it just struck that chord with me because that's what, that's literally what we, we, what we've been doing more and more of. It is. And that, I think you're the first person, Joe's like ever put that into words for me where you're like, actually, I don't think it is 
the fact that one day you just decide that you want to do something different. I think it's that you always know what you want to do, but you just you haven't yet got the skills to do it. Mm. Like you can't get it out of your head in the right way. Mm. And for ages, I think I didn't know what that that was. But always in my head, even from when we started, like from when we were a very, very young band, I was always like, this isn't right. I'm going with it. Right. But this isn't right. And it wasn't until... And whenever my mum would put my songs on, because she always put my, puts my fucking songs on, <laughs> whenever she would put them on it in like like parties or whatever, and she'd be like, oh, listen to our Shelly's songs. I'd, get, <laughs> I'd hate it. And like in my head, I'd be like, oh, come on, please not. And then now, if she puts any of our songs on now, I'm like, yes, this is great. And I'll actually great. sit there and listen to it. And you know, and I feel Let's like Let's get do- depressed. Come on, everybody, yeah, sit yeah. around and listen to our music. But, it's really depressing. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why it's important that you did the EPs. Yeah. Whether whether it was my way where I didn't release them or your way where you did release them, you learned so much to be able to get to the point where you could make music where you felt good about people listening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. The the um, I really liked uh, Shelley. By the way, that's wonderfully <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> oh fucking! Yeah, I know you have oh, a. Uh, it's. I have. I spent a lot of time in the recording studio imitating accents. And I'm not okay. gonna. I'm not gonna do it on here because. Oh please. No, a lot of it. A lot of it is finding um, phrases that get you into accents, and for some reason, yeah, yeah. a lot of the Geordie ones are like really rude. Um, <laughs> like there's just amazing swear words and and stuff that just get you into that, and it's just great. But Scouts, like, I can't really do. Is it like fucking, but with like an apostrophe for the Geordie? Button. Foot- no, so, so you start out tame, like local taxi service. Right? <laughs> and then. That was great. That was brilliant. Um, so that's, well, thank you. And that's a lot of time. <laughs> a lot of time. Oh, God. Sam's going to oh, listen to this and be like, you idiot. But um, that was brilliant. <laughs> That was, but like genuinely brilliant, not like oh that was a funny accent, ha ha. Like no, that, that was, was a proper Jordan accent. accent. <laughs> Thank you for. Maybe I should stop there the... before it goes. The best, the best one for Scouse is, is to just say e. No, it's like not. lots of e's next to each other. Just e. e. <laughs> the way you, <laughs> that you pulled it off there, it shows you there. You had the right inflection on the e. <sighs> The um your your way of getting into Geordie is just by being like why I man no it's Alan fucking Shearer but oh, I can't right, do it okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, well, I just can't is... do a Geordie accent well I can't do uh, Welsh really very convincingly <gasps> um, I'm so good at Welsh <laughs> this is excellent if you do say so yourself <laughs> I really am what, we're you... all waiting oh, for oh, yeah okay. you can't. <laughs> I need to and give me a phrase. Say, I came outside and there was my bike gone. I came outside and there was my bike gone. Oh, it's go. brilliant. It's like Nessa off. Um, what's the program? There, there we go. Gavin <laughs> and Stacey. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently that's a very much a Cardiff accent, but if I wants to go into the Swansea accent, it's actually quite difficult. Say, oh. um, I spilt toothpaste on my jumper. Uh, I spilled tooth. I spilled toothpaste on my jumper. <laughs> that's really, that's really good. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I'm quite close. I'm quite close to getting there to being like full on Welsh. And again, that's really clean. Um, whereas my Welsh thing is the there's a thing from Little Britain, like 15 yeah. years ago, where it's what the, is oh it? shit, I know what what is the it? guy. 
Well, uh, he's like, that's the it's the barmaid, and doesn't she go like, Dasif Thomas, you bloody fool! You could have had a cock there. That's actually quite good. <laughs> that's wicked. I love the idea, like, because so, sometimes we do these little clips on the show. I love the idea that we had this big chat about the writing process and everything. Yeah. But your clips are definitely going to be you being like, love a bit of cock there. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh no all right I, to try and like pull it back wrestle it to back. some sort of like you know mm. uh, Seri- yeah seri- conversation, seriousness chat, yeah. yes and like mm. to use your um so you do these voices in the studio right yes <laughs> so yeah. let's let's go to that process because to be fair it looks like you've been in the studio loads recently like didn't you do a live session somewhere um oh god i say yes. studio i mean live studio because it looks like you've done lots of like live stuff yeah, but what's funny about that is, and that's an, another illusion of Instagram, is those were all filmed in December. Right. Oh my God. At, and it's, uh, because it was full band, mm-hmm. um, it's taken quite a while to edit them. Mm. So, I, But that's kind of helped because I've been able to drip feed. But yeah, we did that back in December and I've just kind of put one out every couple of months. But Did you know amazing. that COVID was coming? Yeah. I did, yeah. I had it all prepped. Um, I actually ate the bat. Right. And, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Spat it out on someone. So that's that's it. But no, um, that's that's where I uh, record up in. I, I'm extremely lucky that where I record properly is a place called Studio Ninety One, which is mm-hmm. literally four miles from from where I live. So. Oh, amazing. Um, and. So we we just we just filmed it up there, and I got yeah, they uh, look some, great, man. Thank you. Well, credit to um, Bradley from BCB Media, who who you've met, but you may not remember that he did the sound and filming for the Southampton sofa we did together. I do yeah. remember him. I do. Uh, we had a very long with him. long hair. Yeah, yeah, really nice guy. Yeah, we oh, did God. an interview with him, and we never saw the light of day. Was that was that the interview where you interviewed by George, who had the beard? Yeah. Yes. I ended up I talking so. about like porn on that, and I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how. I can't. Probably about the same way that we started talking about accents on here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. When Someone... I'm in the studio, I like to just watch a lot of porn, and <laughs> <laughs> just before a vocal take, you know, really just get me going. <laughs> Honest, honestly, bef- before this call, I said to, um, so I was texting with with this guy Sam, who I keep mentioning, who who records mm. me, and he. Yeah. Um, He's also my best friend. Yeah. um, And I said, just got, I'm doing this podcast. So um, my career could be over in the next hour. (laughs) I always feel like I'm on the edge of saying something where I get cancelled. So um. (laughs) I'd like to tell you that our listenership is that big that you you will go out of business. (laughs) I would also like to tell you that our listenership is that, you know, socially conscious. Yeah. But half the shit that me and George have said on this podcast, they I think, got maybe, away with. <laughs> I think maybe we're already cancelled, and we just don't know it. <laughs> I, um, I'm gonna, so go on. I was just going to throw you a lifeline to get us back on track, but it sounds like you're yeah, going to do the same. Oh yeah, okay, brilliant. So I was going to, I was going to say like because every time we've seen you, really, I think we've seen you once with a couple of other guys, but I think normally we would see you just you and your guitar. Like how. How, like how's that process working with the band and translating that to the band do you is that something you do regularly or um if i had if if 
money was unlimited and size of venues was unlimited i'd have the band all the time and yeah, I, I okay. imagine you may say the same thing i don't know i know i know there's, there's yeah. four of you um yeah yeah we absolutely would yeah yeah and it's um because that's how i uh imagine all my songs and I, when i demo them at home i'm always demoing with drums and everything so that's that's my the sound in my head as we were saying i'm always trying to and I, actually, I remember that one thing that I did want to say because we were talking about trying to um, create the sound that you you have in your head. Yeah. And that for me is an overall thing, but it's also, I feel like when I've got the initial spark of an idea for any song, even if it's just one guitar part, I already know what it's, the whole thing is meant to feel like. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's trying to bridge the gap between that and actually making it sound like the feeling that you get at the very start. Do you get that when you're... Yeah. Oh, 100%. This is weird, this. Alex gets that whenever he, like, starts a song. We had the conversation the other day where he was like, if you feel like you see when you start the song, you feel like you have the outline of what you're trying to create already and then it is if like it's as if like you're putting paint on a canvas yeah i feel just, like and i was like that blows my mind because not, i'm not there well not quite like that it, yeah ish that was like one analogy we used mm -hmm. mine is i feel like the song already exists and we're just trying to find it in it's like in its version so the all the like all these songs are knocking around and we just we just haven't discovered you know, we have we didn't stumble on Billie Jean. We're just stumbling on our own yeah. stuff. Right. This stuff. But like the song is already there. You then get this outline and you're just trying to emboss it. You know, like uh, you, you know, yeah. like you would take a brass rubbing or something like that. And some and yeah. because of that, because I feel like the song is already there and we're just trying to find its original form, its original version. Mm. I've done this a few times with Shell and, and with other people where I've been like, yeah, cool, that idea is good, but it's not the version. Yeah, it's I, the yeah. acoustic version or it's the remix or it's the, you know, that, that sounds great, but it isn't what this is. And it's been hard to articulate that until recently. Yeah. Like Which blows my mind. If I, if you if you both think like that, I feel like you're both evil geniuses. <laughs> Why evil? <laughs> well, I, I, the first time I heard that kind of talk about it was keith richards that's what he believes right. as well right he okay. thinks that the songs are in the air and you just happen to be an antenna for them at certain points that is oh, sick I've, wow. I've never even knew that yeah and you just and and i and then i think to elaborate on that what you're saying is you it's your job to try and pull as much of it down out of the sky as you can and sometimes you yeah. get the whole thing and sometimes you go i don't feel like this is exactly what it was meant to be and that's yeah but right. then so when I have the band with me, that's mm. when I get a chance to actually try and um, uh, portray the songs as I as I wish. But the nature of what we do and at the level that that I certainly am at is that most gigs that I get offered, either the money or the space or the logistics, mean that it's 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 a lot of the time going to be just me or maybe th a three piece thing. Yeah. which is why I got the whole loop uh, well not even looping anymore because it's kind of me um, playing with uh, some pre-recorded stuff that I've done um, mm -hmm. just trying to recreate the feeling yeah yeah um, I think you do a fantastic job of it I think like 
when it comes to like so if we're talking about sofa sounds for example which uh, some of the listeners will be familiar with because we've had a few people on from sofa sounds and um we talk about it a lot uh you we go and do it just completely acoustic generally we've had the band every so often but what that we think that for us actually does even more of a disservice because then people view it when you've got your little like acoustic set up with maybe a kahan or a mm. you know a, a few bits of drums here and a bit it makes it feel more folky and or, or like quirky acoustic pop when actually it's nothing like that and it's right. atmospheric synths and massive industrial drums so like we we purposely just go try and keep it to be just us when the gig is um like it, it make dictates it that so as th- opposite as possible right. so that so that it's like you know of course it doesn't sound like what you heard at the gig because what you heard at the gig was just an acoustic guitar and a vocal um whereas when you start introducing it and pulling it towards the middle a bit more it starts to get, get a bit confused. more confusing whereas i think with your stuff from from i think what your stuff does obviously the acoustic stuff is, is just the songs and the songs are well-written songs so they come across well but when i when we saw you with the guys i think you you do get your sound across very well and like That's how cool. considered are you about that and it sounds like you are quite considered yeah um it's really interesting what you just said about your sound because i wondered whether you worried about that yeah you we thought, thought about, about it. it a lot yeah mm-hmm. um and I and I, that happens for me too with when I have to play fully solo is I'm going someone thinks I'm like a folk singer mm-hmm. that's kind of not really what I'm going for but um no I I I suppose the the best way to answer that is that a lot of the time I'm writing from feel and groove in my head that's mm-hmm. like if the groove's not right in a recording I, I could bin it off it has to be right, right. so that's so it's if I have more people with me, I'm really trying to capture that, mm-hmm. the feel of it. Yeah. yeah. If that I makes think you sense. Do. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, like, let's use that kind of feel to go into the first little segue where we kind of like delve into one of the tunes because, um, like we may not we may not end up talking about this song but when i was listening to hollow one of the first things that i like was caught by because i was like oh my god the groove on this song is so <laughs> nice so i that definitely comes across that's really um, true so like should we have a little well okay so for for our um normal well, let's delve into that song if, if shall we if that's the one that's picked that you've picked up on let's that's, do it yeah why not all right let's let's go into that so for our um our normal listeners we do we have a patreon which you rubbish can, listeners poor listeners stop it <laughs> which you can the, the link is in the bio um if you want to head over to patreon and listen to us kind of get into like delve into deeper parts sign um, up don't be such a cheapskate otherwise uh we'll see you in a short second when we make a cut here All right, cool. So we're back to the normal listeners, back to the, um, you know. Don't. <clears throat> anyway. To the lovely people listening to our <laughs> podcast. Thank you very much. We're very grateful. Uh, so we're going to move on to a section called What's Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? Do you do out by Oasis? Why don't you just go on the Is there any chance you can sound more Ed like Sheeran. a singer? What's your plan B? Why don't you just go on the What's Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? 
What is Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? Well, actually, the, my one today... I think you should tell Joe what it is. Oh, sorry. So, <laughs> um, when we went to university, our friend Jack, who, who was in the band at the time, actually, and played drums for right. us, and is an absolutely fantastic drummer, and is like, toured Europe, and he's like, do, do, doing really good things. Mm. And... Um, and, you know, he's studying and I think he's going on to do a master's now, last time I heard. You know what, However, I think how out of date we are. I think he's actually done his master's. Has he done his master's? <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. So this, you know, Jack's building a career out of the drums. And Fantastic. no matter what, every time his parents yeah. ring his grandparents, his grandparents always ask, so what's Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, we've all had that question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So What's what, your plan B? Oh, my, my nan the other day went on a reverie and she was like, so, but you know what, what have you got, like, have you got a plan? Like, what is it, you, what, what do you want to do? And I was like, nan, you don't even know what you're trying to ask me. <laughs> so like, how can I give you a valid answer? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's kind of one of those sections, little quirks, little interesting things that go on within the industry that other people may not know about. Yeah. Um. I have one today that actually fits right into that. Perfect. You just, you go for I'm it. I'm going to crack on and, you know, yeah. So today at this mind-blowing meeting that I had, I'm going to go back to that. Okay. I walked out the of it. The mind-blowing marketing meeting. Mind-blowing marketing meeting. I walked out of it and I was like, okay, cool. That stuff is all cool. But <laughs> what, it made, what it made me do was be like, okay, so technically a musician's not just a musician anymore, really. Mm. Like mm -hmm. we have to do, and it's, and we've spoken about this before about being like, you have to do all these other things. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be a good business person. But I mean this like next level, like I mean this to the point where the content that you create in terms of your musical content is like, is the sec becomes the secondary product. Mm -hmm. And the first product is the product that people see day to day, the clickbait, the 10 second videos that like bring people yeah, in and the viral stuff it, the, the, yeah it's essentially the viral stuff and like there's ways that you can create that that vi vi let me just say viral stuff although it's not viral stuff but there's ways that you can create that short form content that links in with your higher values so that it does it is cohesive cohesive and it doesn't feel like a uh like a death trap of like yeah, <laughs> selling yeah. your soul. You know, there is right. a way that you can do it that links in. And I think when you get that balance, that's when you start really getting a really good, you know, you and your marketing team are very on balance then. And that's when you create a great campaign. Okay. But in the meantime, whilst you're figuring that out and you're like, you're actually starting to assess the world of social media and of, me of media in general, you just feel so like, like, what am I doing this for? Like, am I, mm. am I still in this because I love music or... Be, you know and and there was one point where i said to alex like you need to assess what you're in this for because you are literally doing this for the music like this is what you love this is what you enjoy is the music you don't enjoy being on social media you don't enjoy all that shit me whereas yeah right whereas now 80 percent of your job is gonna have to be that and 20 percent of your job is being a musician and for me it's the opposite spectrum where actually i came from an acting background so the the reason why i'm drawn to performance is not through songwriting it's through performance it's me right. being wanting to wanting to be in that position and perform and play mm. the roles and tell the stories and that's where so i was like you know i guess i can fulfill that role and hopefully find enjoyment out of it but it's still just it does make you question like you have to really question like what are you in it for 
Right. And it becomes that, you know, there has to come a point where you're like, you have to assess your values and be like, mm. am I actually receiving joy from this thing anymore? And I, I'm not saying that I'm in that in that situation. I'm saying that this is the first time that those questions have come to me. But but after after being in a situation where I'm like, oh, the landscape of my career has totally changed. It's, you get me? For, for, well, first thing I'll say is, if there was ever a combination of two people that would that would work, clearly yeah. the two, two things you've got going on are bang on. Because if if that is the nature of your two identities, then then um, I wish I had that other side, that, that almost someone with me to to who to was able to, because that's something that I've struggled with a lot. Um, part of it is. Um, I suppose getting older and the generation below me and presumably I feel like you might be a similar age I'm not going to guess yeah. um, <laughs> below um, are very like that's almost second nature um, Dead. yeah and that's that's kind of nuts that's nuts to I don't think it's I was, well I go through so many mind battles with this because like if I tried to play that game, I don't think it would be I don't think it would be genuine because I clearly wouldn't it wouldn't be natural. So Yeah. Yeah, i I it's tough because maybe from the outside someone was the, the other day was like, Oh, your Instagram's really good and the stuff you post and and I'm going, My God, but yeah, that video took me a day of like overthinking the edit and which edit yeah. needed to be and struggle with that because I don't like you say I don't I don't feel good about spending that amount of time in video editing software I'm going I swear I was trying to be a musician here but I'm in video editing software what the hell is going on but I think there's a um, so I've I actually took I've taken the past two and a half three months off social media entirely like I've deleted off my phone just to kind of reset and go like you say i know this has to be part of what i'm doing that is unavoidable that i have to at least have some kind of presence because otherwise people aren't gonna find Mm -hmm. me but how do i make it not make me depressed um and also not take up too much time Mm -hmm. so still Mm -hmm. get me out there and um and the thing i struggle with actually and there's no disrespect to anyone who does this but lockdown hit and I saw a lot of artists and people that I played with doing cover after cover after cover mm-hmm. and that's cool um, but it's not what I want to do yeah. and I started to feel weird because like should I be doing that Yeah, is that the thing that I should be doing and it, it takes you away from like so I I, I don't know it's, I, my relationship with that has got really weird and, and that's when when I think about a lot of all the parts that I have to do to to try and do this, the thing that makes me long for like a manager or somebody mm-hmm. um, is someone to take that load away. Yeah. I can kind of deal with the rest of it. Like even if I have to book my own shows, I've been doing that for however long and all that stuff. But that part is like such an alien part yeah. that I wish didn't have to exist. But you, yeah. Yeah, um, God. But my Tell plan now is, is just like... You've taken three months off. When you go back in, how do you set boundaries so that you don't kind of get drawn into it? 
mm. in a way that makes I, me feel crap. Yeah, I think it's also a way that is like productive. Yeah, you know, like Shell's is big into like planning out your media well, I calendar. Just, I was just about to say all this bullshit. I have a way for you, well, which bullshit. I'll tell you about after Amazing. this, which I think really helped me. <laughs> but like the idea, like Jay said at the meeting today, at the at the mind blown marketing meeting, that um, he's like he now can like bear in mind we just made we like like last year we made a short film that was fourteen minutes long, I think it was, mm-hmm. and we're sort of trying to write like we put out a little isolation ep and we're trying to write on a new ep at the moment that's going to be like five tracks and five interludes awesome and like he's like oh i consider like a music video long form media well he's like he's like 20 this guy or like 19 or something um and he's like yeah music video for us when we're doing our marketing is long form media he was like he was like let's be honest who's got three minutes and, and, it, like, and, it, <laughs> and it's like he's talking about the idea that you know like you watching this like oh they so and so watched this for uh six seconds which is really great and you're like six seconds is great yeah. like holy shit it took me fucking 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> for him to watch that so six seconds you know and like we would do we did we used to do a lot of like edits for social media of the podcast bits and like it took me fucking ages to make those videos and and then like they go on your story for a day and they're gone yeah you know and that's part of what's depressing about it is that it's not just like that social media is depressing it's that you put so much time into something that lasts for so little time yeah no yeah definitely i i think it's that thing of like you either get annoyed by it and it get you into a shit place cool that's what i'm doing or like or you play them at their own fucking game and oh. you literally make a video being like, your attention span is fucking shit. So I'm going to keep <laughs> this short and say, go over to that page and look at it now. Please. Thanks. Bye. Like yeah, you yeah, just, yeah, yeah. you start leaning into the process and be like, cool. Well, how can I be, how can I work smart and not hard Ugh. to then, you know, make what I'm doing more worthwhile. Jay told us that he's, he can like, you can mouse track or like the, the flow of someone's mouse can be seen if they go onto these like cookied websites. Yeah. And he yeah, was like, yeah. he was like people like they've got, they had a page, which is, you know, like a link tree page where it's like, you know, Spotify link, Apple music link, YouTube link, Instagram, like literally just that. And he was like, people didn't know where to click. And he was like, people are just, stupid. And they were on it for like <laughs> five seconds they moved their mouse around, didn't know what to do, and then went. We like. They, it was like out. He was like out of like a hundred percent of the audience. About ninety five percent of people got lost. Yeah. And I was like, that is devastating. It's um. <laughs> you know what I think about this, and this is why maybe I got a bit lost from this. Um, I got a bit off track with this earlier in the year. That's why I came off it. But mm. you must get this question from like people that come to shows and your family and stuff like that go oh yeah but like you don't get paid very much for spotify do you so that that's <laughs> that kind of sentence is said a lot right yeah they, they ask you about like oh how little is it and i think and my answer is and i think i need to re-embody this for the social media thing because i think it's the same is mm-hmm. that you can either spend your time complaining about the reality or accept the new reality and like you said, play it its own game. Um, and that's why I think I like the Spotify thing. Like I could, if I spent every show going life's really shit because, um, I don't get, I get like how many percent of a penny per stream Mm -hmm. or 
you can just accept it and go, how do I navigate in the reality? I yeah, almost exactly. said new normal and I <laughs> then wanted to kill myself, but <laughs> the new normal. I don't mean that. Um, yeah. And that's, that's, I think that the thing with social media is not necessarily, I think you and I, you guys and I probably do a similar thing where you make really good stuff mm-hmm. and you spend that time. And the good thing about that is even if at the time it's just for a story, you know that, I suppose the same with the music we were talking about the album earlier. Anything that I've put out, I'm really, really happy with. So if anybody mm-hmm. scrolls back through, everything is good or to mm-hmm. a good level of quality. So I suppose that's that's one thing. But the, I think the thing that maybe has affected me in the past is just consuming too much. Right. Yeah, So that's, the, that's maybe the thing I'm going to try and work on is like not following everybody. Because yeah. that just is insane. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, fucking hell. I feel like we should move on to recommendations. I was going to say, is there any more for any more? But that was such a meaty one. That was so meaty. It's so meaty. And it's it's so like, it just makes, you, makes me do this. <laughs> like every, I don't know, three and a half minutes that we talk about it. Yeah, um, fair, fair. Unless there is anything that anyone wants to pitch, but we can move on to recommendations if not. Yeah, no, go for it. No, that's true. Sure, Joe? Yeah, yeah. yeah? I'm fine. All right, cool. All right, so oh sorry, section... we're sorry. Well, we meant to do stupid stuff in the music industry. I mean, you, you, you. If you've got one, you chuck it in the chuck it in the pot. No, no, no I'm gone. <laughs> no. no, I'm, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a dry well. Let's, uh, let's move forward. <laughs> I like that our audience was just left in the suspense. There, I'm going to keep that in. E, oh my god, who the fuck is Peter Guy? Who's he, lad? All right, cool. So this is our recommendation section. It can be music, it can be art, it can be film, it can be people to follow, it can be things to do. It's turned into just recommending good shit. So um, I got a little bit of music this week, not much, so I'm not going to take up too much time. Cool. But uh, who would like to go first? Uh, you can go first. Yeah? Yeah, yeah you go ahead. All right, cool. I'm going to recommend the new Neo single, which features Leanne Havis. It's called oh, yeah. Woman. Oh, cool. The single is cool. It sounds like both of those artists. Literally. <laughs> like, if Neo, right, got in a room with Leanne Havis and wrote a song, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> like <laughs> it's exactly that. It literally um, is what it is. Yeah. The artwork's sick. The song's really, really good. The video, check it out. Let me know what you think of the video. I'm not sure about it. Okay, I haven't Be- seen it. I think the artwork and stuff and the, the 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 visual idea is cool, but it looks very like, oh, we filmed this in lockdown. Like they weren't in the same place. Right. And it kind of gets a bit old kind of quite, quick, quite okay. quickly. I wonder whether that is because it's made to just entice people to go to the Spotify or something. Possibly. Um, uh, would you say that the first six seconds were amazing though? Yes. You know what? I actually would. <laughs> At first I was like, this looks sick. And then I was like, oh, actually, this is a bit weird. So <laughs> yeah, 95% the of the budget was in the first six seconds. And then it doesn't matter. <laughs> Explosions, airplane crashes, just everything's going You're on. You're going to get people starting to just like, just not have anything at the end of their videos it just keeps yeah, it a white screen because you know nobody's getting that far yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no Where point carrying on um the other one i'm going to recommend i mentioned dark rooms earlier mm-hmm. um, yeah. and this is a track that they released a couple months ago actually and i kind of they kind of passed me by but it's called note to daniel cameron tobe led the way tobe toby 
Toby led the way. Anyway, it's just a little two-minute song, which is a really nice atmospheric bit of music. But then the lyrics are, arrest the murderers of Breonna Taylor, just over and over again. No, it's, if black lives matter, then arrest the murderers. That's it. Yeah. Which I think is sick that they wow. just released a song just with that on it. Literally just says that all the way through. And like, love it. I absolutely love Dark Rooms and they're not a big band, but I'm glad that they did that. Yeah. And it was just, you know, a whole two minutes of that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a very nice music yeah, as well. Yeah, it's enjoyable yeah, yeah, to yeah. listen to, you know. Uh, so I'm going to recommend those two things. Great. Who so would like to go next? I'll go because I've, I've got like a bit of a big recommendation and everyone's going to be like, oh my God, you're so behind the times. And I definitely am when it comes to new music. But I was having a conversation with my friend in the car the other day and she was showing me like what music she's into. And she started listening to Haim. 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 Oh, yeah. Haim. And um, she was like, oh yeah, they've got this album called Women Making Music Part 3. I was like, oh cool. So if they had, they'd done like three albums up to now and she was like no this they skipped straight to three and i was like why was that and she was like well because it's like a personal joke between them that they all that they all every now and then just go wimpy so then they were like we want to call we want to call our album wimpy and then they were like how can we do that what can it be an acronym acronym for and they were like well we're gonna make music part three wimpy what i am so lost and i was like that is fucking brilliant like apparently they say it in an interview one day and the woman who's like interviewing them is just like okay i feel like they're just like trolling everyone yes i think wimpy they all yeah they go like wimpy like it's like it's like a joke women in music part part three three yeah but why like the three is like one like Eyes, you know, like part three. Right. Mm. I was going to say, because that's not an act. That's not that. Mm. All right. Okay, cool. See, I uh, love that. And you yeah. know why I love that? Because I mm. do stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and and I will tell you this, because you can't buy it now because I've sold all of them. My first mm. EP in the credits, um, <laughs> uh, it, if anyone has this for some that you won't have it but my first EP is a white EP with a photo on the front of me in front of some green uh, leaves and in the credits it lists the ant emoji who we named Jimenez Cricket as in the Spanish Jiminy Cricket and he's listed as playing sporadic percussion (laughs) And this just became a thing for the whole recording of that first EP. Jimenez Cricket was providing the percussion. And that's all. Oh, I was Cricket. like, I'm printing that. That's going on. <laughs> that's going oh on. my God. Jimenez Cricket is the yeah. what? The Spanish Jiminy Cricket? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that but, is fucking brilliant. But he's not even a cricket. He's an ant because there's no like cricket <laughs> emoji. <laughs> so, so. Jimenez Cricket. I'm pretty sure he just signed for... Sheffield United. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I knew you were going to do a football thing. <laughs> <laughs> Any other recommendations? Joe, do you want, have you got anything you want to recommend? Yeah. Um, and this is really behind the times as well, but I have only just discovered Laura Marling. Really, properly. Cool. Are you aware of any of her work? I am aware. Shell's not, Shell doesn't listen to music. No. I'm aware of Laura Marling. I couldn't... S- I don't think I can name you anything. So it's pretty much our most famous song, but I think it's one of the best sounding records. By that, I mean the way it's recorded is unbelievable. Mm, um, called right. Soothing. 
Soothing. And if you go onto her page, you'll be like, oh, well, this is like the top song. Of course, he's found this song first because I haven't gone very deep yet. I haven't done the deep dive. But right. um, my God, the sound of it is just so pleasing to the ears. It's a great Sick. song as well, but like, uh, I really love that when you listen to something and it just washes over you. And mm. that's why I fell in love with the um, John Mayer Continuum album is because it's recorded right. so well. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, just that, crystal clear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing, uh, if you are um, a lyric fan, and this is even older. This is super old. But have you ever looked at the lyrics um, to Shape of My Heart by Sting? No. <laughs> no. Now, I've listened to this song for however many years. And only recently did I go, oh, my God, the lyrics are genius. Do you ever get that where you, you, you don't yeah. really? And it's just ridiculous. It's all about a pack of cards and how you, and he works through the different characters in a pack of cards. But right. uses it to talk about. Um, himself I suppose it's incredible you may now look at them and go what are you talking about these lyrics are really no I am looking at them and I think they're great the sacred geometry of chants yeah love that stink Uh, what's what's the section that's like um, I know that the something of the swords of a soldier yeah, I know, I know that, that the spades, spades are the, the swords of a shoulder, yeah. soldier. I know that the clubs are the weapons of war. Do the diamonds mean money for this art? Oh, I love it. That's not oh. the shape of my heart. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. To have, a, to have a chorus where he works through the card. Whoa. Yeah, that's mad. Whoa. I know exactly what song you're on about, just because that's not the shape of my heart. Yeah, oh, yeah. My, I didn't know that was the song. All right, yeah. I literally have just sung that melody just because of that lyric, and I was like, oh, that's that song. <laughs> oh, and that's, that's written about a card deck. That's mental. You may, get sound, yeah. uh, you may get sidetracked by the fact that then that same music was then reimagined for that song with Craig David about... I was literally just singing that. Yeah. I was like, why am I singing Craig David uh, right now? And what's that song? Da, 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 the light is over. Right, the, the rise and fall, yeah. The wall. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, so that the is... music industry is fucking mad, isn't it? <laughs> Shape of My Heart by Gordon. Gordon, Gordon. what's his Gordon full name? Sumner. Gordon Sumner. Yeah, Gordon that's, Matthew Thomas Sumner. Fucking that's up. why his album with that on was called Ten Summoners Tales. Ah. <laughs> nice. I met Sting's niece once at Leeds Festival. It was really weird. There you go. Nice. Yeah, she was pissed. <laughs> How's it like? Do, are you sure she wasn't just telling you she was things? No, she proved it. She had pictures, and actually, we we like checked her ID, and like because we were all like, we don't believe you. And her ID, her surname is Sumner, and then she had pictures with him, and we were like, well, this is pretty weird that you would go around like family do pictures. I mean, like you know, like round a table eating a meal pictures. Like when when was she like? Why was she going around be like, hey, I'm Sting's niece? Yeah, exactly. Someone in, like someone the... in our group knew her. What? Yeah, you know when you get your camp and all your mates are there at Leeds and then they're like, oh, like Barry's over there oh, and yeah. like Barry's camp comes over to your camp but you don't know Barry but a couple of people in your camp know Barry and one of the people happened to be this something Sting's Sumner. And, and at some point they went, the oh, by the way, Sting's niece as well. Yeah, literally. They were using it as a party trick, you know. 
Uh, like, like that's and then when we and then we took it way too seriously like we don't believe you prove it <laughs> and then she proved it you're like all right fair enough i've never heard that story before i'm sure for sure sure mm, i will have told you that no never i've, yeah, I've got anyway. an artist to um, an artist to recommend as well oh please Sick. do if you have instagram up yeah. or available and you go for antonia yeah. a-n-t-o-n-i-a dot mm -hmm. chandler c-h-a-n-d-l-e-r sick yes antonia chandler shell's learning to type is that the correct oh there we are there we are there we are Gotta go. Ooh, artwork much <gasps> so is, is she an art an artist artist like a yes oh my god can we work with this woman please she is incredible I thought I had a feeling yeah, that you nice. would like her. I don't know why. But yes, 100%. she she's just started doing um single covers and stuff for people, album covers and, and Yeah, it's really cool. That is sick. I'm she, well into that. <sighs> I'm gonna drop her a message. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. That was no I, love, I love that. I love I love people broadening my horizons like that, you know? Yeah, that's well cool. It's so good. Look at that one. She, this oh. is really good for an audio feature, isn't it? Look at that one. Look at that. <laughs> no, but it's really, also really it fixed the theme as well because she's like um, trying to get going and um, sick, amazing. Does yeah. she? Um, how do you know her? Uh, she's actually my girlfriend. Oh, amazing, Go on, Antonia. But I didn't want to oh. prep. I didn't want to say that first because I think it then sounds like feels like you're like, plugging. By you. the way, check I out my girlfriend. Recommend up. my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she is so damn talented. Yeah, she's sick. She did um, my Blinding Light EP cover, my acoustic EP. That makes a lot of sense. Which is all the like, colours um, made out of my silhouette. It was really cool. Oh, sick. man, she's going to blow up, you know. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah so, so good. good. Oh, oh yeah. awesome. So there's some bigger artists there to go and check out. There are. But then there's also people just starting on there. Artistic journey, journey into journey. the ether. Yeah. <laughs> um, we should call it there. Yeah. I think that's a good place to leave it. It really is. Thanks very much for joining us, Joe. Do you know what? I always have a good time chatting with you and I'm glad we've got to do a long one because on gigs it's almost like, it's always like, oh, hey, and then you speak for two minutes and then it's sound check. And, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So this is And then you've got to awesome. make the three-hour journey home. <laughs> yeah. You guys always yeah. seem to have to drive some insane distance. <laughs> <laughs> but well, we like, do it on purpose just to look important <laughs> did, did you still live in up north when i first met you yeah uh in winchester no we just moved to london did we oh, wow. no no if it was christmas 2017 we just moved to london oh yeah we moved in the october oh wow but however there was a lot of back and forth yeah. at that time so mm. perhaps we were driving and i can't imagine we've been driving from winchester all the way to liverpool no, jesus no. Um, however we may well have been driving home to a blow-up mattress oh yeah point. i do, i yeah. do feel like i remember something like that yeah probably well it's been great chatting to you for a longer period of time and hopefully we'll see each other at more gigs and we'll be able to do more of this sort of thing um, if the world ever opens up but once you're back onto social media as well yeah we'll um you know, we'll keep in touch, keep yeah, supporting what you're doing. Um, everyone head to, to Joe's uh, Instagram account, to his Spotify pages. To We'll post them all in the show notes so you can even be lazy and just and click on them. Literally just click. Yeah. 
so go and check out everything he's doing um he is a fantastic artist and uh as you can hear from our discussion you know it's all it is an artistry it's not just like i'm singing some songs so i hope we uh, you can appreciate that when you're listening to the music um thank you very much for um for for wanting to have me on it's really lovely and i appreciate that you showing me to your off to your your listeners um not a problem well anytime um yeah we'd love to have you on again at some point and uh Remember, what's the sign-off? I keep forgetting the sign-off. Oh, my God. Too much sauce ruins the fries. Fries, not the fries. (laughs) (laughs) Honest (laughs) to God. That's fantastic. I sounded, I sounded partridge there. That's fantastic. 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 Hotter than the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.